0: Andrew McGahan here for Severe MMA. The pride of Limerick. The young man named Sean Sheehan.
1: The Severe MMA people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else. To see them coming up and they're getting their shot, and I'm proud that people are coming up with me.
0: Episode 51 of the Severe MMA podcast is officially here. Andrew McGahan joins you today, joins you every week, alongside the beautiful man from the southwest of Ireland, Sean Sheehan. Sean. You're, we always discuss what we're drinking right before the podcast starts. Uh, you've got Coke Zero today. I want to know, have you seen the video on Facebook of the man who was boiling Coca-Cola? No. He, was. Uh, well. it was um, it's some sort of uh, experiment, scientific if you will, uh, to prove how much sugar is actually in Coca-Cola. Oh, so yeah. apparently uh, water will, water will evaporate obviously when it gets boiled, but the sugar will remain. And it's a comparison video of how much Coke or how much sugar is in regular Coke compared to Coke Zero. Now there's still a fair bit in Coke Zero, but the Coca Cola is just sludge. Like literally it looks like warm melted caramel in a pot. The
1: thing about Coke Zero is there's no sugar in it.
0: There is obviously still some sugar in it.
1: No, there's no sugar. It's Coke Zero, zero sugar. It's sweeteners and shit in it, like uh
0: I'd say there's still shitty sugars in it somehow. No, there's
1: not. It's not sugar. It's a different thing. It's, oh, I can't remember the name. But,
0: Aspartamine, but, is it?
1: I don't know. Something like that. Something don't bad in you. Anyway.
0: Fluoride. Ask Graham. S-
1: something deadly. Oh, Jesus. I, I wouldn't. I'd fucking... I'd hasten to ask Graham about things like that. And you' would go off into a rant and you'd be two hours later, you'd be back.
0: But the, it's the corporations, in fairness. We, we do need to accept that. Sit back and accept it. Yeah, we're controlled. we're controlled. We're controlled by the government.
1: Controlled. Why um, the fuck wouldn't you? Why, why, why not you listen to conspiracy theory? Why the fuck? Because
0: then it's why not, the not a conspiracy, conspiracy theory. It's,
1: uh, yeah. What the, why the fuck would you listen to? Like, why would someone just throw it away?
0: That's a very good Graham impression. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there is something though, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, Sean has been recently informed of a of a of a bereavement to the internet that he just found out about. Turns out that MSN Messenger, Windows Live Messenger, is officially no
1: more. By God. I, or, I, like, I can. This look, twice. What?
0: Oh, I was about to say we're going to call off the podcast now and just stop it because
1: you're too heartbroken. You've only was used that, it twice. Was that the thing where you could, like, play a pool and stuff on? No. Oh, Maybe. Yeah I think you could I remember the lads in college used to use it And I was like why are you using that Why don't you just fucking come to the sitting room and speak to each other And I was like I'm not using that I think I use it maybe once or twice
0: Were they messaging each other from their bedrooms Like,
1: Well they were like playing pool And there's uh, these different games And like you could play cards and stuff
0: and- There was a game a website years ago Called pogo.com That I used to spend Hours upon hours playing Eight ball pool on Oh yeah and there was uh, there were like leagues, <laughs> so different rooms would have different leagues in them, and you could join leagues and just play competitions and tournaments against the other people. I was a, I was a host. I, I used to be able to host tournaments.
1: I was never like, a big fan of he, playing games on a computer.
0: All I'm doing here every every ten minutes of this podcast, I look back into my life and realize what a absolute loser I was. Yeah, you're. And born. like still like the fact that I'm left, even yeah. talking about that is horrific like embarrassing
1: yeah you're a terrible person like just to be honest here
0: well if we like i st- like msn they're used to like people use oh my god there's definitely people from my generation as opposed to the- whatever dinosaur generation you're from that are going to be uh, agreeing with us now here once they're listening to this so i actually
1: think it's more my generation than it is your generation too. msn messenger. messenger
0: yeah it, it only got extinct last october
1: yeah. And that like, was
0: no, like it used to be huge around the time when I was like in secondary school. Yeah. Like MSN Messenger was in a really basic version, I think, when I was thirteen or fourteen, and that was around the time Bebo came around into Ireland. Or Bebo a lot maybe. of people a lot of people started you like I remember I had a Bebo page at the end of first year.
1: Yeah. I think I remember I started mine in I think it was about third year maybe. Fourth year or fifth year, I wouldn't, didn't do a fourth year, but I mean, would, would you share the love with me and Vivo now?
0: I would give yeah. you my three loves a day, Sean. You, nice. What, what was you your flashbox? Would, you
1: would you be proud of
0: it? Uh, yes,
1: my flashbox was Barthes for I- on the move. <laughs> <laughs> no, for ages, it was uh, Oleg or Solchar's goal in the United in the 1999 Champions League final, but then I was the killers for a while. Then different Killers songs.
0: I tell you, look, if only girls went as mad for a uh, as mad for a person who could set a custom flashbox on Bebo at the time as I thought they would. I wouldn't have gone to all of the effort of learning how to make a custom flashbox. Can you? Yeah. T- rem- there was a time before you could put a direct URL link in. Do you rem- remember that?
1: Jesus, I don't know. Was the flashbox not just the video that was on your page? Yeah, what that
0: would it? start playing automatically whenever you oh, went yeah. onto your profile. Yeah, yeah I did that.
1: Yeah. So, so,
0: but eventually it became that you were able to just put a youtube link in but before you had to take an embedded code from somewhere oh, like really? yeah like look up the script on the page find some sort i like i can remember learning how to do it and thinking i was god and changing my flashbox four or five times a day because of it and everyone was asking me how could i do it it's like all of this thing is all of these are flooding back to me now msn messenger used to be hilarious because you'd get a uh, there'd be massive group chats like it would be like a huge WhatsApp chat that someone would just create and invite a load of people, and sometimes to annoy everyone, people would just invite their whole contact invite their whole contact lists, and you could nudge people as well. Can you remember nudges?
1: uh on on where
0: on MSN Messenger uh, you can. No, p- but
1: I remember on a BBN. Did you have a BlackBerry? No, Blackberry. I never
0: had one. All of my mates had bought Blackberries just to have BBM.
1: Me too. Yeah, we all had them. We my friend Jojo took him about... About six months to get a BlackBerry. We were fucking non on him all the time, and that got him in. And then eventually, like about a few months later, Blackberries kind of just went shit, and we all bought a smartphone.
0: Explain so. BBM to me. Did you BBM's need? Did you need
1: data, uh, or just yeah, signal? Yeah, I think so. But they, they, I used to have my data on all the time, and, and like I never use up much data or anything. So I don't think I don't think you use much. It was basically just WhatsApp. WhatsApp basically just copied BBM. BBM is great. Like, I'd still be using BBM today if, uh, you know, BlackBerrys aren't so crap. But I love my BlackBerry. It took me, like, I, I hated touchscreen phones for ages. I was like, no way, I'm not changing. And uh, I was, one of my, my BlackBerrys broke and I was going to buy another BlackBerry, but I said, fuck it, and I just switched to touchscreen. Because yeah.
0: BlackBerrys used to be this whole, like, before they obviously made cheaper remodels that people bought for BBM. Like, didn't it used to be, like, the ultimate business phone? Yeah. Like, imagine. Oh, you can do your business on the go, and that that included like sending an email on a train on a tiny keyboard on a tiny yeah. screen. And people thought this was the hub of technology. Now you can make memes on your commute to work, making yeah. fun of your coworkers.
1: Yeah, Blackberries, like Blackberries were basically just who um, Steve Jobs stole from, basically. Like, what? like he does, <clears throat> like he does with all these ideas. Well, like he did, like. That was basically it. like all you know. All the smartphone phones basically came from BlackBerry, and they made it better. And BlackBerry were never able to catch up. Then you know, it's like it's a bit like I talk about Dublin all the time. You know, Dublin had all like new buildings and new roads and stuff like fifteen years before everyone else. And the
0: rest of but, Ireland's catching up now.
1: Yeah, but now uh, the uh, the rest of Ireland got them, but now they have fifteen years ahead of Dublin, so they have nicer roads, they have nicer buildings in the ring, and now Dublin's a place that looks old, even they even though they had the new stuff first. So that's kind of like
0: what BlackBerry's like to be honest just on that and I know BlackBerry's are probably in people's drawers around Ireland now and like everyone always seems to have a drawer that has old phones in it that mm. don't work anymore the, the real forgotten hero I know we spoke a lot about phones last week so, I Sony Ericsson's I've been thinking about them ever since the podcast last week they really were the pinnacle of phones at the time like everyone thought they were the fucking dog's bollocks like
1: yeah.
0: also I am a I'm I'm on a mission this week not to say a certain word. Polyphonic? No.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, just genuinely or something? That is Genuine? the word that I am not going That's to say, why, yeah. yes. I've, I've,
0: Daniel Bradley definitely. I've probably already said it 10 times in the 9 minutes Hopefully. of the podcast And I wasn't paying attention But you know, we're not all perfect We make mistakes, we come back from injuries And that's pretty much what Dominic Cruz did as well last night, Sean <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, out of the, oh. We're off to a good start, ladies and gentlemen here. Uh, here
1: Thank you Do you want to know a good fact about segues, actually? Uh, you man who invented the segues Killed himself on one Killed himself on a oh <laughs> Why am I laughing? I think that's true. Patrick told me that could be tall lies, but uh, that's I,
0: that no sorry, that's the sort of thing that you laugh at instantly and realize you're laughing at someone's death. Yeah, I'm sure
1: you have to laugh at these things. If, if you don't
0: laugh, you'll cry. Exactly. Uh, that's speaking of someone who's more. none at the end. <laughs> if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Speaking of crying, TJ Dillashaw probably is still crying his eyes out last night. Probably uh, from last so night. Um, the internet community It was very annoying. I was having to scroll back on my Twitter when I woke up this morning because I was interested in seeing a lot of people's immediate reactions to the scorecards. Um, I have to admit, after watching it back this morning and seeing uh, Dominic Cruz's face when the second scorecard got announced, I thought, right, uh, he knows himself that he's lost here. So I had already known uh, that Cruz had won the title, but... To me, Dominic Cruz looked the beaten man when he heard the scores being read out. It completely took him aback that he won the split decision.
1: Yeah, like, when you heard the 40, what was the 48, 47, 47, Cruz, Cruz, 49, 46, uh, Dillashaw, and then you heard another 49, 46, I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is Dillashaw, Dillashaw has a one, Dillashaw has a one, and then when they read out, Cruz, I was, like, I was stunned, to be honest. Um, It was a... Was it a fix? (laughs) I don't think it was a fix, but it was a very, very tough fight to score, in fairness. Um, I think, like, every round was close, to be honest. All five rounds were close. I think, Cruz won the first, and, um Dillashaw won the fourth and fifth, and I think they were the most decisive rounds. Even though they weren't that decisive, you, like I could still argue all of them the other way. But I think, I think most people are in agreement that they won those rounds, and the second and the third were close. Personally, I gave Dominic the second, and I gave TJ the third, so I had Dominic winning three rounds to two. Um But it was a, you know, it was a very close fight. How'd you score
0: I thought Cruz won the first two rounds, and. I can ma- I can see people making a case for 3, 4, and 5 being Dillashaw's rounds as well, but I'm not too sure. I think, what, was there, um, what was I going to say? I saw someone giving off about it. Was one of the judges' cards giving Cruz the fourth and the fifth round as well?
1: Yeah, that was just Tony Weeks giving him the fourth and fifth. That was. And was that, sorry, terrible. was
0: that in the 40, 48, 47 or the 49, oh, 46?
1: That was in the 49, 46. Yeah, you, you see, gave him. It's two, three, four, and 5 2, 3 Okay I get you now I, I, So he didn't give him The clearest round of all? Uh, no I think he gave TJ The first round I think Which is crazy Because the first round Was Dominic Cruz's he, round He basically scored Every round wrong The second round maybe Was the only one he got right
0: Or he got his uh, his People mixed
1: up Maybe Maybe thought that's
0: thought one it. was TJ Did show If we're looking at it uh, Back and looking at Key moments of the fight uh Joe Rogan seemed obsessed with making a point over a leg kick that landed in the fourth round right into the meaty part of Dominic Cruz's tie, and then Cruz shot it down in the post-fight interview. What were you thinking? Like, A question that I genuinely want to ask you, because we've spoke about it before, and you're a man that will hear it a considerable amount more than me, Joe Rogan, when he has an opinion, has a theory, has something that he wants to drive home on, you don't hear the end of it for the next three or four or five minutes
1: yeah he's pretty bad that way a lot of people were giving him a lot of abuse last night I actually don't think he was that bad to be honest it's a very very hard fight to commentate on I think Patrick Oyman made the point that you know Goldie and Rogan only can commentate on one person landing a punch at one time you know so like if there's a mad scramble of punches and like say Dillashaw lands and then Cruz lands and then Dillashaw lands they might say oh lovely right hand by Dillashaw or lovely right hand by Cruz and that's that's a fair point but it's impossible like in that situation just to commentate on that I even see like when I, when I used to write um, you know the play-by-players and the fights yeah. it's impossible to, you know it's impossible to see everything <coughs> you go back and watch it again you might see something differently but I, I don't was think,
0: actually I, just
1: you know, go, go on I don't think Rogan was terribly bad last night Listen, I, I think there's a little bit of favouring towards Delisha, alright, but, you know, especially the second match, I don't think he was ahead. But the kick, as you said there, I think that kick actually, like, I thought it was bad as well. Yeah, like, so Dominic, I, I did, and uh, I
0: don't know if I think I genuinely did think it, or if it was listening to Joe that made me think it afterwards.
1: But Dominic did, like, hop up and he limped for a second, but then he was alright again, and then when he kicked him again, he did the same thing. Like, I think that's fair enough commentary by Joe Rogan. What did you want him to say? Oh, he oh, leg kick and then nothing. Like, what? Yeah, he, leg he kick. He limp. Like, he did limp out of it and it did look like it hurt him. His knee was getting a bit red, so I think it's fair enough by Rogan.
0: The one thing that I was going to say as well about Dominic Cruz is for a man that has such a fabled and, a, I don't want to say, a fabled, maybe not the word, but a, a style that people will gush over so much. Oh, Dominic Cruz's footwork is outstanding. His movement is brilliant. I think if, if we can be bluntly honest, it's because most of the footwork in MMA is garbage to begin with. So you get someone good, he looks world class. But also, he, he can't switch his stances. I don't know if that's just me being hypercritical of watching it from last night. If his leg was in the danger that I, we were led to believe in because of limping and stuff like that, f- see at the last round, see at the last three minutes in Southpaw. Do you know what I mean? Swap your stances, and he tried it a few times. Looked really uncomfortable. Was getting caught by Dillashaw, and then reverted back
1: to going uh, to putting his injured leg forward. I think part of his game is switching up those stances in you know all the time. But he switches it, them in a movement as opposed
0: to yeah. switching it to continue his style and fight from there on out. He does, yeah. I
1: think it was, you know, it was a very weird fight last night. The thing about um, Cruz's footwork, I think his footwork is very good. But what separates Cruz from everyone else is that he uses that footwork to be a, re- a defensive fighter. And being a defensive fighter in MMA is not something you can do really. Apart from him, nobody else does it. Um, like it's impossible. You've you have so many weapons. Like being a defensive fighter in boxing is fine because all you have is hands. You've no kicks coming to you. Floyd or made a whole career.
0: Oh no! You've kicks. You've got of it, like a elbow. Sean Hello? Sheehan is uh, a uh, no, no. He's back now. You're back now. Just tell us, Floyd Maywe- Mayweather made a career really? of. I can hear you. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to kick Sean off the line here. Call him. He's going to call me back in a second. And um, if we're talking about the fight though, from any sort of perspective, last night, to me, I was slightly underwhelmed with the occasion. Probably something that I should have saw in hindsight looking back Is that these two guys, as Sean said, he's a defensive fighter TJ Dillashaw won't hit him as much as he thinks he's going to hit him So that's going to lead to some, like, shots being overthrown A little bit of feel, a feeling out process, I suppose you could say, of both of the guys But aside from that, I was just a little bit underwhelmed by the whole thing Here we go
1: Hello there Hello, is this Sean? Yes, it is. My hi, Sean. Friend. My uh,
0: your friend Andrew here is sitting beside me. He's on uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on ITV. It's Chris Tarrant.
1: Uh, hi, Chris. How
0: are you? Uh, not too bad. We uh, he's in a bit of trouble though at the minute, unfortunately. Oh no! What happened? Um, well, he was asking a question. Uh, well, we've asked him a question, and he's just having a bit of trouble here. Uh, yeah. He said that you were his friend that he'd like to phone. Yeah. Okay. Can I pass him over to you? You can. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, well, Sean, what's the crack? Hi Andrew, how are you? And uh, not too bad. Uh, just a bit of trouble here. It's uh, four four answers here. So, what is the best polyphonic ringtone of all time? Option A: Bartes on the move. Option B: uh, Flying the wings of love. C: Specialty, come with me. Or D: Scooter, the logical song. A:
1: Barthez on
0: the move. Okay, thanks very much. Oh, time is about to run out. See you later. Bye. Bye. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, Dominic Cruz, is. <laughs> I, as I said to the people listening while you were in a little bit of a hiatus there, mm-hmm. I feel that the fight was a little bit underwhelming in many retrospects. I was hoping that Dominic Cruz was going to come back. As you're saying there, he's leading to be a defensive fighter. TJ is going to have to rush him forward. TJ was never going to hit him as much as he thought he was going to hit him, so there was a lot of swinging and missing and ducking and diving and jipping and jiving, you know, the usual, uh, the usual, the yeah. usual terms. And I just thought... Uh, I was kind of robbed of the... Not to sound like a a brain-dead fan here. I appreciate that it's a very, very technical fight. I think we were robbed of a few gritty exchanges, maybe, that we've been grown accustomed to over the last few weeks of fighting, especially Condor Lawlett sort of situation.
1: Uh, I I, I, I think that's a little bit unfair to me. No, no,
0: don't don't get me wrong here. Great fight to watch, but I was kind of hoping that it was just going to be something a little bit more, and it's my own fault for getting into my head that a Dominic Cruz TJ Dillashaw fight would be anything other than pretty much the style of fight that last night. What give us last night?
1: Yeah, I thought neither of them fought 100. percent To be honest, I think Dominic Cruz had had lost a little bit of a step from where he was before. To be expected, let's be honest. I don't like. I don't think he was as fast. I don't think his head bobbing was as good as it used to be. I don't think he was getting out as fast as he used to. T.J. Dillashaw started off terribly I I honestly think, I was thinking about it this morning after I watched the fight again, I think they overthought that fight and I think Dwayne, like Dwayne Ludwig will have to take some of the blame for that he was thrown loading up with these big huge shots and that's, against Dominic Cruz that is the worst thing you can do because he'll see them coming and he'll get away um, what happened in the second half of the fight in the third round and in the fourth and fifth um, Dillashaw started throwing combinations and it, 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 not your usual, you know, jab, um, you know, cross. jab straight, cross, whatever. Yeah, he started throwing like hooks off both hands, running Cruz down and throwing big shots. And maybe one of them landed, you know, not that much was landing because Cruz was getting away, but shots were landing. The first two rounds, they kind of weren't. Um, but uh, you know, TJ, I think if they fought again. TJ might win. To be honest, I might win more decisively. To be honest, like if TJ had fought the way he fought in, the, especially in the fourth and fifth from the start, I think he probably would have won every round. Um, because that's the way kind of MMA score today, especially you know the scoring system that we have. Um, it, you know, it doesn't really favor fighters fighting off the back foot. But what Cruz did brilliantly and what he hasn't done before is that he upped his output a an lot. And I, when I say upped his output, I mean he had to though, because TJ yeah. was
0: going to try, he had to match TJ's output. Yeah. The, he, the strikes were fairly level throughout, I believe, throughout the rounds, like in yeah. terms of strikes landed.
1: Yeah, what he did differently in, in this fight than he did before was, as I said, the, you know, the bobbing and the getting out wasn't as good as it used to be, although it was still very, very good. What he did was, he kind of, he got his head away and he came straight back in every time. Like he used to do that but he used to do it every time before. He was basically doing it every time. Like you didn't see, you know, Dominic Cruz running around the cage like he, you've seen a lot, even in that Mizugaki fight, even in the 61 seconds. You saw Cruz bobbing and then he got like he'd take 90 degrees to the right or left and he'd be gone. That, you know, you didn't see that much of that yesterday. He was coming back in a lot an awful lot with shots and I think that's probably what the judges uh what the judges liked and wh- wh- why they why they gave him the the fight.
0: To be honest, on just one more thing, on Dominic Cruz, you said that he didn't really look the same. I yeah. I completely agree with you. He was gassed, I think, within the first round. <clears throat> Not gassed, sorry, feeling feeling it definitely within the first round.
1: He was like that against Mighty Mouse as well, though. I think that's just him.
0: Uh, like about two and a half minutes, three and a half minutes into the fight, yeah, his he wasn't mouth mouth was wide, Brief. like mouth was wide open, yeah. um, and. I definitely think the 4th and 5th round he was slower now whether it was the the body damage the wear and tear of the fight or the half half ripped off foot that I'm not going to bring up but since you asked me I, <laughs> injury that he uh, brought up post fight I do think um he's still the best bantamweight I, I don't I don't uh, dispute that I disagree with you I do think he'd beat TJ Dillashaw again if they fought but Dominic Cruz Something was different about him last night. And it was brilliant to see him back. It was brilliant to see not so much shades of his past, but maybe just he needs... he. I can't even give him the excuse of saying he is ring rust because he doesn't believe in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he can't even come back and say, oh, I'm a little bit rusty because he's gone out so many times and said it's not a thing. But surely he's going to watch that fight back compared to some of his previous fights and think something's different here.
1: Yeah, it was definitely different. But like... I I I have harken back there again. I think T.J. Dillashaw's bad start was really, you know, everything went well for Dominic Cruz in that fight. For, you know, from from T.J. not fighting the way he should have from the start, you know, to all the way to the decision, it kind of went well for Dominic Cruz.
0: You um uh, you said one thing earlier on that I I meant to pick up on about his shot selection. It was what? actually Ludwig Ludwig said to him I think in the second or third round that he. Uh, That he was throwing too many big single shots He said you're not going to hit him You need to change the combinations And you need to do tippy-tappy shots To close the distance So the third will land And to be honest For all of the shit that Dwayne Ludwig has been getting Over his his person And the way that he conducted himself While at Team Alpha Male People just work well together Do you know what I mean? And I have no doubt that he is Miles, miles, miles better For TJ Dillashaw Than Team Alpha Male as a whole were For TJ Dillashaw's game
1: yeah.
0: Listen. Also, I, uh, that I guy said, from Team Alpha Male was in his corner last night.
1: Yeah, just from be Yeah, beat last time now I, I believe. Uh, look, I, I said it earlier. I think the game plan was wrong from the start, but that's you know that happens. I think the biggest thing is that the way you can change, and I think he did change. As you said there, he, he was given good um, cornering advice, and that that was the perfect advice, and he did it perfectly as well, and and that's why he, you know, I think he won the fight. But you know, it, it was uh, six one half a dozen the other but. Look, I think the biggest thing to take out of this fight is, I, and I said, Dominic Cruz was a little not lucky, but things went his way, and I'm glad they went his way. To be honest, he said so much bad luck. This, you know, make no more no mistake about it. This is one of the best wins in UFC history. Just look. I
0: saw you tweet that last it, night. It was
1: oh my god! Uh, look what he's come from. Three ACL injuries, t- torn off groin. He came came in with, an, as you said, an injured foot. 61 seconds in 4 years a former champion to come back and regain like the way the sport has changed in those 4 years I think Luke Thomas put it well and I think he, his point is, is well made that he said the only way you can do this if you is that if you were ahead of the game all those years ago and like Dominic Cruz was but it just shows the, how smart he is how like how good his game was and uh, TJ TJ's very good as well Let, let's be honest about that TJ's a very good fighter and Dominic Cruz Came back and, okay, fair enough, you can argue about the decision, but it was a 50-50 fight. He came back and he, he did it. It was just, it was inspirational. inspiration, it was fucking brilliant, I thought.
0: I don't want to be premature in a, in a prediction between these two guys, but neither guy strikes me, or TJ Dillashaw in particular, does not strike me as uh, the bridesmaid, never the bride. Do you know what I mean from this point on? It's not Chad Mendes who's going to bottle it in every title fight or Uriah Faber that'll bottle it in any title fight that he gets. I could see these two guys having a serious amount of continued animosity towards each other, continuing into another fight, maybe even into a trilogy where you could see the strap change hands on all three occasions.
1: Yeah, I think they'll definitely fight, fight again. Like and I think that's one. probably, it's,
0: it's like you said there, everything about it, leads it to being that they're so good, so well matched, so evenly matched. It has the potential to be a very tasty sort of trilogy for the UFC here in terms of high quality, good championship, exciting fights.
1: Yeah, like I tweeted after the first round last night, both of these guys are fighting like champions and you don't see that often in the UFC, to be honest. Like you you see John Jones fights he's the one fighting like the champion he you know and then some guys fight like the underdog and they come up even Gustafsson, i know he, like it was a very close fight but he kind of you know it, it was one of those underdog fights these both these guys are the alpha males excuse the pun As and they're coming <laughs> they're coming at each other full you know full born it was just it was just wonderful to see look i don't want to see a rematch because there's just too many rematches. Let Cruz fight Dillashaw. or um, fight Faber. No. Have, have Dillashaw fight Ashton fight Faber. Let maybe. Cruz fight Edgar. Yeah. Oh, yes. I said that to her yesterday, last night. That's all. But like, it won't happen, but that would be great. That's
0: what I want to see. Uh, was there something on, on Cruz Online about going after money fights now, as opposed to yeah. like maybe winning the belt wasn't the best thing for him?
1: He said money fights, but he said money more than money fights. You oh, know? Yeah. he just wants better renegotiate
0: you know. with the UFC now. time, yeah. time to get that upper tier Reebok money. You mean, Sean.
1: <laughs> exactly. He deserves it. He's on. Uh, well, I think the WEC fights count as well, but he doesn't have that many fights. He, he he'll have the
0: champion uh, class now, though, so it doesn't really matter. Oh yeah, That's he's going to be on the one. highest highest pay yeah. scale from it. And um, very finally, very finally, very finally, <clears throat> on Dominic Cruz, TJ Dillashaw. Where do both guys I know we touched on it there Where do they go from here Is Cruz injured Is this going to be Cruz defending the title And now he's out For another six months Do you think his body Is able to withstand A good title reign A solid title reign Over the next two years Is he fit Is he healthy Were his injury setbacks Caused from him Jumping back into training Maybe when He wasn't fully ready so many questions that are out there at the minute TJ Dillashaw as well Like I think the Faber fight is a must make now for TJ Dillashaw just let him let's go and do it let's cash in on this before Uriah like Faber Faber in 6-8-12 to eight to 12 months time maybe loses the fight against uh, is it Frankie Frankie Sanez that he fought recently yeah Uriah Faber as he's getting older he found it harder to win those fights you know and 2 or 3 years ago he wins that he stops that guy in the first or second round Make the Dillashaw fight while it can still be considered somewhat competitive. Um, I disagree. I like
1: that'd be fair enough. Well, that's great, Sean. What are we going to do now for the next hour? We just keep disagreeing with each other. I think if Frank Edgar was to come down and fight, Dominic Cruz didn't definitely make the make the TJ a fight. But that you know, Frank Edgar's not coming down. He knows where the, the cash money is coming from and he knows that's Colin McGregor at UC two hundred. So uh, look I'd love to see that, but it's not realistic, I don't think. So you have to have someone for Cruz and I think Faber's the only one. Who who else is there? Who are you gonna give Cruz if it's not Faber? Funk Master. Uh, from Is Cruz moving to Bellator Is he, <laughs>
0: is or is he? <laughs> oh. uh. Uh, No I do th- no. I like uh, I can see where you're coming from There is a dialogue between them it, it, They could sell it But For me That fight Only ends one way And even though Dillashaw and Faber Might only end one way Faber's trained with him enough To kind of know his game That For example There's a guy um, If you train with someone Who's fantastic At a certain submission arm Bars for example And he gets everyone that he rolls with in an armbar. When you keep rolling with him, he'll still get you, but it'll take longer. Same way, I think, that if Dillashaw fought Faber, Dillashaw will still get Faber, but it will take longer because Faber knows his game so
1: well. Like, Faber last night on, I think it was Fox he was on.
0: um, Yeah, buddy, let's
1: do it. He said... He'd be retired a few years ago, only he's waiting for Dominic Cruz to come back. And I think that says a lot. I think Faber should be probably retired, you know. He's on a downward spiral. He's not the same fighter he used to be. As you said, that Frankie Sands fight wasn't great. Jorge, was it Jorge Rivera or um, Francisco I poked, Rivera I that he thought that he gave a thumb to the eye. He he was beating him in that fight. And I think Faber probably would have lost that fight until you know, until he, he uh, poked him in the eye and then he finished him off. But, um, if, uh, like, if you're Faber now, I don't think you take that Dillashaw fight. I think you, you want the Dominic Cruz fight, and you want the cham- last championship fight uh, before you go out.
0: To maintain your perfect record of losing and
1: only title fights. Yeah. Noel, well, he lost to Frankie. Oh, well, Baker, so. whatever.
0: Look, that was a fun stat up until 10 months ago. <laughs> yeah. 10 or something. 9 months ago. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep saying it and hope people don't pay attention to it. Um, aside from that, we had... I you'll probably hate me for this. What I thought was a better fight to watch, Anthony Pettis versus Eddie. Oh, oh Jesus! No. What <clears> a <throat> disgust! I don't know. I love those two guys so much. I love Alvarez and Pettis. So um, I enjoyed watching it. I think I've always had a sort of a soft spot for Eddie since he came into the UFC. That is, the UFC have been trying to maybe bury him a little bit or give him the highest amount of competition. Um, and I don't want to go saying to go out and beat Anthony Pettis like that, or has Anthony Pettis gone in bed himself mentally? Has Rafael De Sanios done something to him that he will never recover from? But to me, that is, last night was an example of someone bottling a fight in a big way. And I don't want to be as cliche and saying he shouldn't got taken down in the third round, but Anthony Pettis spent the first two rounds, like, being within a range and a distance to really pour on the striking, and then potentially get a finish or just rack up maybe a 10-8 in one of the rounds, and then
1: he goes and throws it all away in the third? I think there's a couple of things with Anthony Pettis, right? There's been a blueprint to being Anthony Pettis for years. Clay Guida, the- oh my God. Yeah. But all the way back to... Those of you playing the
0: severe I MMA, mean, bingo at home, you've already crossed off one of Sean's cliches here. We're waiting for C-Level Kane to come up from him in the next couple of minutes. Blueprint and. uh Pettis. Blueprint. Well, you've said Blueprint
1: Pettis. What's the other yeah. one? Uh, Motivative. Motivated. Oh. And we will get to that. But <laughs> well, I think all the way back even to I think it was Bark Pellicheski in, in the WEC. Oh. Like <sighs> Pettis Pettis' takedown, takedownable pushed up against defensible there's a blueprint there to beat Anthony Pettis and I think Eddie Alvarez knew that and that's what he fought earlier on. I also think and I tweeted last night that Rafael De Sainos has changed Anthony Pettis. I think Alvarez didn't do that good a job, to be honest. He, like, a, a lot of it was uh, putting him up against the fence and stalling there. Um, he didn't land that much damage. Inside and, and judo trips, though. He, yeah, but Pettis guy had plenty of time in open water. But he, like, he was tra- he was throwing bits and pieces of shots. That's that's not Anthony Pettis. Like, he was... I couldn't believe how not light on his feet he was. He like Conor McGregor talks about the lightweight division being stuck in the mud, and uh, Anthony Pettis is probably the one person who say who isn't stuck in the mud. But he looked stuck in the mud last night. I, it was the most frustrating, one of the most frustrating fights I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I, I, Anthony Pettis just moved to the side, moved to the side, hit, moved to the side. But he wasn't. He was just standing there in front of Eddie Alvarez. He was making it easy. There was one stage in the third round, I think. He uh, like. Perez hit him with, I think it was a shot to the, uh, kick to the body, and then a couple of shots to the head, and then he just stood there. And yeah, he just. And he just did Alvarez nothing. Pushed him, pushed him against the fence. Yeah. But like, if he'd moved two or three steps to the left, Alvarez wouldn't have been able to do it. He was just, I don't know what was wrong. Maybe he's injured or something. But I, just I think looked, there must be know. something
0: up with him. Like there was a severe lack, for all of the talk of how he's, um, how it was a fun training camp how he had the no pressure of being a champion on his shoulders anymore, how he was going to be able to go out there and do the stuff that people really uh, loved him for at the start. It was very similar to what we said about TJ Dillashaw, just trying to throw the single strikes. Now, Pettis was able to land the single strikes, but n- like couldn't capitalise. He absolutely controlled at one stage. He destroyed uh, Eddie's side yeah. with left kicks to the body. Like it must have landed A couple of them in the in the one round And serious serious damage And you could see it was hurting him Then did nothing after it Do you know what I mean To the point that he was landing the kicks And it was making um, Eddie go down And like kind of clench Leaving his head completely open And he was doing nothing from it And as you're saying Doing the odd bits and pieces He would do maybe Do that Close the distance And then throw a, a mad cartwheel Like a heel kick yeah. That missed completely And it's like this isn't the Anthony Pettis that would have thrown that at the end of a three or four punch combination, you know, to close it out. It was like moving for. It was like watching a child learning a, a special, like uh, like Mar- one of Marshall Law's special attacks from Tekken and moving close enough to do it. And then pressing the buttons just to do this mad attack and then nothing else happening afterwards.
1: The worst thing about it was he actually was throwing good combinations, but he didn't throw them after enough. He like, he threw them, threw them a couple of times. You said the the body kicks and then he, he threw to the head again. I don't know. And to be honest, I think Anthony Pettis won the fight because Eddie Alvarez didn't really do much. That first round, like after rereading the Unified Rules a few weeks back, you score for significant strikes landed, like hard strikes landed. I think Pettis' body kicks won him the fight alone, to be honest. Um, Alvarez did absolutely no damage up against the fence, and you only score that fence work if the other person hasn't done enough to win the round. So I think he did win the round, and I think, you know... I don't think it was a great decision. It was an iffy one because the unified rules. Okay, you know, people don't people don't take them into account maybe as much as they should, or maybe they do too much. Maybe I did it too much, but it was it was a close fight either way. But you know, I think Alvarez probably deserved to win the fight if you're just going by like who who went out there and took it. I think yeah. Pettis, you know Pettis, he didn't look like Anthony Pettis. People have such high hopes for him, and I think he um, he looked very bad. And it, it's a pity, like because he's, he's such an exciting fighter, such a good fighter. And it's, I don't know, maybe he needs to move. I don't Duke Rufus, is yes, a, you know he's a striking, he's a striking coach. Maybe he needs to move. He to did, like, uh, They did say on Jackson, the broadcast,
0: yeah, that he spent a bit of time away from Duke Rufus for this camp, and I think he is a. Uh, recently opened a gym as well, him and, him yeah. and Sergio have opened a gym together, you're, you're wondering what's going to happen there, and, I'm not, like this is pure speculation, okay, because that's all we deal in Sean, yeah. allegedness, and speculations, Duke Rufus, is involved in like, an online sort of, thing with, uh, Alan Belcher is one of his students anyway, but, remember the whole Lloyd Irvin thing, from a couple of years ago, and, not that uh, Lloyd Irvin was involved in and still is involved in a load of internet marketing like how to get your MMA gym 30 30 sign ups this month Uh, come to our business seminar pay two and a half grand for bullshit marketing information about how to grow your MMA school Duke Rufus is heavily involved in one of these schemes and so is Alan Belcher like Alan Belcher is constantly posting videos because there's a guy who invited me into his secret group for members only uh, be, to get a free referral code, and he's always posting videos it's like, hey, and posting up messages on the group, being like, hey guys, Alan Belcher here. Uh, you can all do me a favor and post a video saying, my friend UFC fighter Alan Belcher asked me to set this challenge, blah, blah, blah. He's seeing the other money that he can be made. Outside of fighting And I'm not Like this could be Completely irrelevant Maybe his eyes Maybe his focus Has drifted off The Pettis brothers Do you know what I mean Maybe that's why They went away And opened their own gym Maybe that's why he Went away to do A little bit of training out Somewhere else I completely agree with you Anthony Pettis needs To reinvent himself But it's um, Who knows Maybe I'm throwing darts Wildly into the
1: wind there Look I think when you have A fatal flaw and you don't fix that fatal flaw; it's always going to be a fatal flaw. Let's like, it's a pity because Anthony <laughs> okay, Pettis Anthony, such, you, you know,
0: lost your last fight by wrestling. But today we're going to go over Showtime kicks against the cage.
1: <laughs> but I'm sure he worked on his wrestling, like, But you know, oh, there was good there, good
0: improvements in his wrestling. To be fair, for you, I think he got yeah. tired, and the third round was what like literally Pettis was doing well in the first and second rounds to not be taken. down. do you yeah. know that sort of? Way? I think it was just a wear and tear. And Alvarez just really capitalised in the place that he got... Like He was lucky enough that he took him down clean off the fence that he was able to then always be fighting to bring Pettis back down as Pettis was trying to stand up and get away from him as opposed to, oh, I'm shooting for a double leg in the middle of the ring and he's sprawled and now it's going to be hard to get him down to a solid position. He took him down into a solid position and then was constantly fighting to keep him there as opposed to fighting
1: to get him down. See, the problem with Anthony Pettis is, as I said before, He's too easy to push against the fence, and he's too easy to hold against the fence. Like he tries to fight out, he's good at stopping people taking down. But he's too so worried about being taken down that he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get those underhooks, push off, and you know, push, turn, say, turn Alvarez's back against the fence, and then come out. He's just there holding, you know. He gets the underhooks and he just holds Alvarez up, and he's like, "I don't want to be taken down," and that's it. I am going to stay here until we either get split or he gets sick of it or he tries something else, you know. And that just wastes time. And I, I know that's that's kind of the way you are supposed to fight. That's the way technically you are supposed to fight. But if you want to, you know, if you want to be a world class world champion, you need to have, you know, you need to fight faster. You need to fight at a clip that's going to make you a world champion. And I don't think. Um, I don't think Andy Pettis is doing that at the moment. Yeah, pretty Tony.
0: There we go. And if we can just gently, like, let's just bring this up, right? Is Travis Brown the most hated man in the UFC because he's riding Ronda Rousey?
1: Or is it because
0: he's linked with Edmund Tarverian? I really hope it's the second one. But I have a feeling that all of the booze, everything, is just people that are annoyed that he's having canoodling sessions with Ronda Rousey.
1: Uh, I don't know, and this came out of nowhere, like
0: like literally complete nowhere. It's like Travis Brown shows up at the Wayne's to a massive
1: chorus of booze, and then you're just like, "What?" There's this thing with his ex-wife as well that he's been accused of domestic violence. Yeah, and he was
0: still with her when he had started, like allegedly started the relationship with Rhonda. So I don't know. Maybe people just have read the internet and thought this guy is a piece of shit. Like I, I don't I, know.
1: I, I, like I was talking to someone last night, and they're basically saying, "No, oh, you know, I don't like Travis Frye." When when I look at these fights, look, whatever you want to think about someone in their personal life, but if you're looking at a fight, you look at it on its merits. To go at Johnny Jones look. Oh in the yeah, because
0: itself. everyone's gonna look at John Jones from now on as a fighter, as opposed to a guy who.
1: <laughs> no, but we, you know. I'm not, I'm not going to say someone lost a fight because they're a bad person or someone won a fight because they're a good person or vice versa like you, you judge it on what actually happened and this fight I think look <clears throat> the eye pokes were bad the first one I don't think it was that bad personally because Matt Mitchell kind of ran into it and I know you're not supposed to have your fingers out fair enough that was bad the second one was a little bit worse he, he had his fingers out the second
0: one was the worst of, worst of all and yeah. it was after the second one that the referee said to him you ran into his hand you need to stop that and I was just like that like I'm not saying that was a deliberate eye poke but it's as close to a deliberate eye poke that I would comfortably say without worried about people being like oh what are you on about of course it was an accident like and it went deep do you know what I mean and the fact that the referee didn't call it meant Matt Mitrione didn't get his five minutes he said oh there was some part of dialogue between him and the doctors and the ref that he says I have my five minutes I assume it was for his vision to come back because he said he was seeing double then the ref said, no you don't, because he stopped it after, yeah. after the time, or after when he should have stopped it. So then he, I think he just lied to the doctors and said, uh, said he, was, he was able to see fine again.
1: It was the referee more to blame than Travis Brown? Like, that was a scandalous refereeing. Oh yeah, who like, is like, that you, You're guy? not supposed to stop the fight uh, 30 seconds after the foul happened. I'd he should say have let Graham it go, or- went nuts yeah probably I, I was going nuts I was like what, what are you doing like he's an idiot and that's a big problem in MMA as well you have you, these small time Mickey Mouse referees refereeing these big fights was, Sean oh,
0: Sheehan a- just accurately described the years 2014-2015 of Irish
1: MMA uh, what a joke like what a joke that man who was that guy like oh, what, was he, what was he doing in there like I, I'd referee it better <laughs> honestly what a joke what a joke shop of a man uh, I don't know, but listen, getting back to the point anyway and this is a big thing and I think it needs to be said Matt Mitrion did get his time in the end and he decided he wanted to fight on yeah. like, if he couldn't see you, you give up, let it go to the judge let it go to Nogarnas, whatever whatever it goes to Mitrion decided to fight, he came back he got finished Did the that, slam break it. the orbital? Uh, n- what? D- did what? You know the slam
0: yeah, Did that break his orbital bone? Did he land uh, or was it a punch before that? It was a punch I think And um, and it swelled up Because as soon as he hit the ground You don't see Matt Mitrione's face again until he's mounted The yeah. way he starts defending instantly Like hand, hand by hand Instead of say hands covering his face He was framing away from that eye He had his hands over his left the left side of his face as opposed to the right side
1: because he, he well. Oh.
0: yeah I saw that because yeah. he wanted no contact near it at all like that was one of the sickest things I've ever seen in the octagon
1: yeah yeah it was fairly bad and look I I might sound like I'm saying oh the eye pox didn't play a part they definitely did play a part but these things fucking happen like these things happen. and just blaming Travis Brown for it I think that's a little bit unfair yeah. these things happen in MMA and you know it's part of the game We've I've said it probably ten times in this podcast now, the scoring system isn't good for taking away points. It you know, it doesn't work. You can't take away a point for you know maybe you should have taken it for the second one, but then, for the first one, you know, you can't take away the point for the indiscretion. But still, still it's like Tim Kennedy and Noel Romero. You know, Tim Kennedy came out after that whole stool thing he was given out but he came out and he fought and he got finished and that's that and that happened with Matt Mitrion he came out he got finished it was a fair fight after that and he got finished and that was, that's that he won, he won Travis Brown won fair and square Head
0: that's on it. over to the, to the main event though Herb Dean warning Dominic Cruz for holding on to the cage if you do that again I'm stopping it and taking a point do you know what I mean Yeah. give him two clear warnings and exactly, then said, yeah. "Look, do that again. Like that. That's the way it should be done. That was good refereeing. Like the, And I know we talk about shit refereeing so much. So had to throw it out there. Herb Dean actually uh, came through there with a pretty bit of uh, solid advice. Yeah. Not solid advice. Solid officiating.
1: Yeah, and then my crew stopped holding the fence as well. Which right is after. Odd. That, so because people like, usually always do. it
0: But it's the fact because you never hear a ref saying, do it again. I'm taking a point.' <laughs> do you know yeah. that sort of way? Yeah. Um, from that though." Travis Brown. I don't think that eye pokes are going to help him any any more in his popularity problems at the moment. Um, f- uh, first of all, something has happened with Fight Pass. I don't know if it's just me. Do you know the way you can do picture in picture? Uh, yeah, you, you can. Fight Pass? Yeah, you can drag on UFC TV on your laptop. You can drag different camera angles, so you could have four screens oh, yeah. going on. Yeah. The the corner cameras weren't available for the Travis Brown fight. Oh really? As, I couldn't get them working, and I couldn't listen to the audio from Edmund's corner either. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to listen to it because the bits that you could hear were the most ridiculous like he was li- like he is the guy who literally gets annoyed at his fighters during mm-hmm. the fights, like if they are not doing what he says, he screams at them. It's the funniest thing in the world. He screamed at Travis for not throwing a leg kick
1: yesterday. I think he gave him pretty good advice though in the corner, to be honest. It's easy to slay Edmund, but I think yeah. Uh, it
0: is easy. That's why I'm yeah. doing it.
1: That's why you're doing it. Yeah, you're yeah. one of these pricks, aren't you?
0: Yeah, no, that's me. But uh, yeah, you're one of these pricks, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but the the
1: rest of the card, it was it was a good card. Um, I have to say, Sean. Yeah. I think the rest of the card was a good card. You do, yeah. In fairness, <laughs> Pat- Patrick Cote was the most impressive for me. Definitely, I thought yeah, Cote was up. the most impressive. Yeah, he knocked out Vince Saunders. Chris Wade was very good as well, taking down Meji. Meji didn't keep her flowing enough. Oh. It wasn't beautiful for Midji. Um Ed Herman knocked out Tim Boch. I was some neat Good as well. That's Luke Saunders guy. He looks he looks a fighter. He's one of uh, our or by um Danny Rube's clients. So he, he keep an eye out for him. Landed a pretty pretty left hand. Just beautiful. Um Paul Feller did well. Iller Latifi getting it done again. Charles Ross I don't know how fight. that man that keeps doing it. it. I don't either. Latifi, like he looks like someone that should not
0: be winning all of these no, fights. he
1: look he looks like he's a terrible fighter, but then he's actually good. He's just probably going to be ranked now. It's like really confusing. Year. Like, yeah, it's odd. Um, Charles
0: Rose's fight. Yeah, what'd you think of it? Oh, exciting as always. Apparently, um, I rolled with the with his opponent. Did you? What's yeah, his name? Uh, um, the guy Kyle who came Bush, in short notice. Yeah. yeah, he was at the class I did last this time last year in Boston. Uh, mm-hmm. guy Colin Green. Listens to the podcast sent me a tweet saying I think you might have rolled with him last year. So oh. that that's my new claim to fame. That's why he fucking lost though. Yeah, probably.
1: probably. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. I don't like you. Uh, no, I'm a sound cunt. Um, but yeah, it was a good fight. I love Charles Ross. Every time he fights, it's a good fight. He, you know, He's not the best fighter in the world, but it's always good. Brings the heat. I always wanted to see him fight Redzer. Imagine if that went to the ground, Redzer going for, uh, for toe holes and Charles Ross doing his stuff as well.
0: Um, overall though, Successful return for the UFC to Boston. Um, yeah. Although there were some doubts about ticket sales, maybe a week or two out from the fight, uh, the arena seemed relatively full for the main event. Uh, the upper, a couple of empty se- seats in the upper upper areas, as you were looking at the panning camera. But definitely, I I'm not going to lie, Sean. I'm a little bit upset that there was no Irish people on the Boston card this time.
1: Paul Felder was there Oh well, sorry wagon.
0: Oh my And Marcus Davis was there too In the Marcus corner Davis yeah Oh Davis. That should have been enough reason A justified enough reason For me to, to Supercalo was
1: delighted
0: Well he's Look We wouldn't be here If it wasn't for Marcus Davis Sean. Exactly The pioneer like, He brought mixed martial arts To Ireland The Irish hand grenade One of the He should be on the one euro coin he taught John
1: Cavanaugh everything he, knew, he knows.
0: pretty much. That's how the you see John Cavanaugh went down to Marcus Davis's shed originally. Yeah, that's how it started. Like, and then in Waterford, and then John opened his own shed. But Marcus is, you know,
1: Marcus Davis is the godfather of the godfather of MMA. He's the great Irish godfather. MMA, but you see, Mark, you know, he's
0: the he's the humble Irishman. You know, he doesn't doesn't tell people like he exactly. he flies under the radar. We salute you. Marcus yeah, Davis
1: it. Also it's uh, it's John Kavanagh's birthday today So happy birthday Is it? To John Kavanaugh. Oh, there yeah. we
0: go To the to the true grandfather True godfather yeah. uh, Happy birthday to John Kavanagh I'd say John is
1: 39 uh, i I'm going to go with 40 That's what I'd say
0: Okay So not too much different from <laughs> my guess really Sean I wonder, could, we look, could we find this out? Uh, oh, man, let
1: me look up yeah. I bet you he's one of those guys That doesn't have his age on his Facebook page you
0: check that I'm going to see oh, What we're shit, going Oh shit I'm speaking to, to John next. Redmond Oh well, you're, you're saying that Like it's a bad thing Yeah it's great He's a uh, He's a great man um, So Fair we There we go Boston was good Finishing the Boston card though We might as well Just touch on it I know I've been making We've been making a load of uh, A load of talk about it A little bit of talk about it Dominic Cruz Calling out Kenny Florian Analyst versus analyst
1: you're, you're right, by the way,
0: 39. 39, there we yeah. go. Good guess. um, He is. He called out Kenny Florian afterwards. Can I just say to anyone who noticed something, like thinking that I was gone batshit crazy during the week with my tweets, I was going onto Kenny's page and finding old tweets and just copying and pasting <laughs> them word
1: for word. Copying one of mine as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also <laughs> copied one of Sean's. So that is a. Uh, I put up a tweet today saying that I rewatched Condit Lawler and had some interesting thoughts <laughs> yeah, coming it was to it. Oh, that's
1: one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Ken, uh, on, the, on the Anik Florian pod thing. Uh, okay. or, uh, they retweeted a tweet from Kenny Florian from like the start of January with that tweet. And it was rewatched and going to have my thoughts on the Floric, uh, Anik Florian Anik pod later on. So, I had my fun with that. That's all that matters. Sean, mm-hmm. as a man who is a writer that cares more a little bit about all of this stuff, I know Peter Carroll would also feel strongly, I feel like all of this stuff goes over my head. I can see exactly why people are annoyed and what Kenny Florian did was bad. But you can see the, the layman's approach to saying like, sure all he did was copy and paste words. Like,
1: yeah.
0: Whereas I, I, I am not professionally trained. I didn't go to college. I don't know about ethics. That's why I'm such a poor uh, human being in moral standing.
1: But as, what's up? You tell us. The, the worst thing about this look Kenny Florian what he did he lifted words from uh, this guy's um YouTube video online put them in his article basically you know p- putting them out as if they were his own then he was found out by I uh, think I think a naked gambler I think he's him is online um and it went viral and he you know he basically got caught then he came, comes on twitter and says the only person who should be upset and rightfully so is lee wiley the guy he he uh he lifted him from right and And if you
0: want to hear any more about our opinions on this tune in to next week's severe (laughs) mma
1: podcast exactly which look (coughs) jesus one second
0: sean sheehan is dying here folks
1: (coughs) i'm dying (coughs) then he comes out and he gives the um he puts out a statement that says it was an oversight, and basically it was he didn't reference him, which is complete and utter bullshit. And that's as Kenny it, Florian yeah. ever referenced anyone in an article before. No, I don't know. But the the problem here is right. He didn't reference him. He put took those words and he planted them in his in the middle of his article. He he wasn't quoting someone, you know. He wasn't saying. You know, I I did an article during the week, and I goes as as illustrated by BJJ scout, and I put like a link to it in in the article. You know, that's how you do it. You, you're you're not. You know, Kenny Florian just took the words and he put them in his article. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, yes. Kenny and what's the issue with this, officer? <laughs> the, the, like you you know, this is this isn't a borrowing someone's. Ten. words. This is stealing someone's ideas. That, that's what Kenny Florian did. And then he comes in and says it was an oversight. No. An oversight is, you take, like, you know, you, you borrow someone's quotes. Say if Conor McGregor does an interview in America, Bloody Elbow, take down the quotes, put it up, and then I write an article, and then I take the quotes from Bloody Elbow, and I forget to, to credit Bloody Elbow for doing it. That's, that's an oversight. That's something, shit, I forgot. I'm, now I'll credit him. Kenny Florian didn't do that. He stole this guy's ideas. He stole this guy's work. He stole this guy's analysis, and he put it, passed it off as his own. And then he comes out and says it was an oversight, and he, like he basically takes no blame for it. That, surely, that's bullshit.
0: yeah. Surely, someone. I'm going to reveal a severe MMA secret here. Okay, what? if I have ever had any sort of correspondence with someone professionally outside of severe MMA, Graham has written the message. <laughs> okay, I've sent it to Graham. And he will completely change it and say, "No, you can't say this, 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 or this. Just send back this." Yeah. Okay. Surely, surely, Kenny Florian showed that letter to someone before he published it. Yeah. He mustn't
1: but, have; otherwise, that wouldn't have got out there.
0: But anyone who read it, what?
1: Like, but people if are he, idiots. How would you know? But how would you know? Like, if Kenny Florian sent that article to me. I would have said, "Oh yeah, that's grand. That sounds good." No, no. Up. I mean his apology, his oh, his, his, apology. his oh, use oh, yeah. of
0: the word oversight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean Some people speculating You know Kenny Florian Didn't even write it It's a ghostwriter. It's someone under his name Do you know what I mean yeah. Who Even, like,
1: even then I, I don't think That's an excuse To be honest
0: Even then I think If sorry If that was true It would have come out by now Because he's been suspended in, Since, since. Yeah. Do you know what I mean So he would have just said Lads look Ghost Rider, not like he would have taken the shame for that over plagiarizing. I think. Um, Just before it leaves my head, you sounded like the ultimate Disney villain there a couple of seconds ago. So, I'll set the scene for you, Sean. Monsters Inc. style film, okay? Young kids being scared. Uh, Same (sighs) team. We have a young protagonist, Mister Sheehan, and these monsters are coming in and invading people's dreams, stealing things. Okay, Mm -hmm. and I quote you. This isn't borrowing words. It's stealing thoughts. Mm-hmm. I could imagine you saying that in a film about <laughs> a monster who comes in terrorising children. It's, it's altogether possible. It is altogether
1: possible. Is this a new project you're not telling us about? Yeah, look, we'll say that. I can't, I can't reveal my sources at the moment. But, um... <laughs> just la- the last thing I'm throwing in. Like, if he'd come out and said, look, I lifted this. I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done it. I would have said, fair enough. I would have said, look... We all make mistakes, fair enough. But the fact he came out and said it was an oversight—that's that's the furthest thing from the fucking truth. And uh, like, if this was anywhere else, he'd like he'd be sacked. Imagine if I did that—I just lifted someone's like there's no way. And like, we're not, you know, we're not fucking professional. We're not Fox Sports. Like, we're no you know, we're not the New York Times. We're not one of these big publications. I'm uh, like he's got suspended and all. Tar- uh, you know your man Nick Gambler. He said he messaged him and he said he got suspended from one show on Fox and one UFC tonight and then he's coming back. That's
0: my you know, heart bleeds for him. Two I weeks holidays. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, I don't like. I think I think it's terrible and uh, I, I wouldn't go on these fucking podcasts to listen to what he has to say either. He, like, why would you? Why would you support these podcasts to someone that's a player? Like How do you know that his thoughts them?
0: aren't stolen? <laughs> like ours are <laughs> um, like I agree M- my thought on it is if he had come out and said yeah I lifted the <laughs> no I-, I was trying to write down exactly what you were saying but you were, <laughs> you were going too quick so yeah, I said if he had have come out and said he lifted this and that's as far as I got before you-, you were already on so I was really hoping to do that word for word there and hope, someone- and hope you wouldn't
1: even realise to prove how easy it is to get away with this Sean Exactly right. We've a couple more things. We'll we'll fly through fly them. Yol Romero's fail test. Were hilarious. You no,
0: absolutely hilarious. You called it last week. Yeah. So okay. so good. Like I'm
1: like
0: people <laughs> online, like people on boards.ie, because it's still stuck in the stone Ages a little bit, and you're not allowed to say stuff like it's not like you can come out and say I think this person's on steroids because boards. fun fact about boards. E their legal bills for the MMA forum alone. Have surpassed their entire legal bills for all other firms in their history.
1: <laughs> Why well, people sue him or that?
0: Uh, yeah, over this guy Robert Devan a couple of years ago who made a videos to try out for the Ultimate Fighter and had a gym called MMA Incorporated. Um, it oh, yeah. was so funny. Like he like brought boards that you to court and stuff like that because people were defaming him online. I really? think that was yeah. There was that, and then there was definitely some other shit uh, that came up about it. So yes. <coughs> very funny, but um. I can't even remember Sean what it Yol, was Yol, Yol Yol, Romero. Yolo Romero he uh it was it was brilliant someone on boards that he posted I'm so happy this guy failed a drug test so now we can actually talk and say that he was on steroids to r- instead a- of risking getting banned from the forum like <laughs> what like uh oh. has he has he made a comment on it since has he no. tried to say that he didn't know there was anything
1: in his body no, he's two weeks um two weeks to, to come out and say that which, you, you know he probably will um this, uh, we, we must say it as well That this isn't 100% That he's You know He's failed the test yet He obviously has those Two weeks to come out And say it There might be something But look The eye test alone I don't think Yeah uh, uh-huh. You know, Ramirez One of those guys That passes that too well What um, What yeah. happened with Crow Cop, though Crow Cop confessed And his sample Came back clean Did it <laughs> Yeah it Came back clean yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable but The fact that he confessed He gets a ban anyway what an so he idiot. fucked himself over Yeah You should have said nothing <laughs> Said fucking man. Unbelievable. <laughs> I as I said about you I as well last week, you're only guilty if you get caught. Exactly. <laughs> He's passed so many other
0: drug tests. Yeah. Like, oh no, Isn't I he... I genuinely, I just started using them between the Tim Kennedy
1: fight and now, officer. <laughs> what a man. But speaking of drugs as well, Nick, Nick D has got his ban reduced. Um, great man. Great man. Down to 18 months, so he'll be back in... August, I believe, first of August. Yes, and uh, down to was it a hundred grand? Hundred thousand, thousand well? fine, yeah. Yeah. So look, hilarious,
0: and pretty much the Nevada State Athletic Commission took no responsibility mm. for being wrong, for overstepping anything like that, for mucking things up.
1: Yeah,
0: they just pretty much threw the toys out of the pram. And I, th- I'm Sean. I have to say, I'm happy that we're talking about this a year later. It feels like it's come full circle. Yeah, the first. 15 episodes of our podcast were absolutely riddled with drug debate from all of these uh, goings, goings on. And now it just see like, this is fair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fair enough, Nick Diaz broke the rules in a sense um, and there's a punishment being thrown at him. But this could be big. Do you know what I mean? This could set the benchmark and precedent that if you lawyer up and take on the Nevada State Athletic Commission when they're completely wrong and if you want to look at it from a genuine point of view, the UFC effectively took on the Nevada State Athletic Commission. They give Nick Diaz their lawyers. They yeah. took the case on for him, on, and they presented it and got him off all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, so Lucas to me, is on. He's
1: really good. He's, Nick Diaz's lawyer was really smart. And the, the, the problem with it all is uh, they the made fifth. Nick Diaz say that the Fifth Amendment, that he used it wrongly so that other people won't be able to do that in the future. So that's that's a bit shitty, but look, all's well in as well as, as a...
0: Apart from the fact that he's is he well, if Nate Diaz fights within the next couple of months, is he allowed to corner him? Uh, no, still Nick, not. Uh, that's yeah. a, that's a stupid reason, like in itself as well. He, I know he had to stay backstage for the last fight. I think. Yeah. So. <sighs> anyway. Uh, okay. Any other next, any other crack no?
1: Next topic: CM Punk on the in the esports game. People were mad over it. What's, you're a big CM Punk fan. What's your yeah, best uh, in the world?
0: Like? I have no issue with it. He's a signed UFC fighter. Why wouldn't he be in the game? Yeah, I understand either. there are fighters who have not fought yet Or who have fought in the UFC That will not be in the game But if you tell me their name I will ask you are they a UFC fighter Do you know what I mean Like people need to like the EA Sports aren't creating the purest of pure fighting games Where um, Like in theory The perfect world of mixed martial arts exists That the best fighters get the title shots And the recognition and the money they deserve cop yourself on lads it's not 1998 anymore it's not 2002 anymore it's not oh man all you guys are so tough I'm going to give you contracts on The Ultimate Fighter anymore the game has changed and you either change the game or you get left behind CM Punk being in this and I said that not meaning the video game has changed I mean the, game of mixed ma- the sport of mixed martial arts in general as a business yeah. um, who cares as I said to you last week Bruce Lee was in the last one.
1: Yeah.
0: And no one cared. An actor. People probably paid more to get it on pre-order so they could get Bruce Lee as an unlockable character in the game. And the UFC, I exactly
1: CM Punk is in it.
0: The UFC would have paid... What do you mean? No, they won't have to pay
1: any more for CM Punk. He'll, no, but I'm saying he's in it so more people will buy it. Will buy it, exactly.
0: Yeah. The UFC probably spent a ridiculous amount of money to get Bruce Lee in that game. Like, bent over backwards sort of shit. And now, who knows, like... CM Punk's in the game. Oh, he shouldn't be in the game. He's a—he's not a fighter. My God, like, is there anything? Like, talk
1: about making a mountain over a molehill, Sean. Yeah. Like, this isn't real life. This is a game. It's not based on merit. Like, it doesn't matter. He's in that game. Like, this is to make money. That <laughs> game is there to make money and people have fun and play the game. Oh, CM what Punk won the this? UFC title in my EA Sports game. People are giving out to me. I saw at least two people are saying, Artem Lobov isn't in the game, but CM Punk is in the game. It's like, oh, how many copies of the game is Artem Lobov going to sell? Like, he's been he's fought once in the UFC. You know, like it'd be great to have Artem Lobov in the game, but see, like it, this game is there as I said to make money. CM Punk is going to make money. Like WWE fans now will buy this game because CM Punk is in it. Exactly. Like come if, on, like all all of the people complaining
0: about this, Sean missed out on the premier age of wrestling games. There liked used, no, games. there used to be a time No Mercy, WWE No Mercy for the Nintendo WF No Mercy for the Nintendo 64 was emulated online and a lot of people say it was one of the best wrestling games that was ever made. And it, when I say emulated like people were able to make Ring of Honor ring like I can remember years ago going through a lot of effort just to get it with a Ring of Honor ring so I could make CM Punk fight Samoa Joe. Using a keyboard for controls, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Buying eBay for a controller adapter to uh, stick a, what do you call it, to stick a controller into it so I could play it without using the keyboard and it never worked. There is a, I think gaming in general, that age has changed. Do you know what I mean? Now people will find out reasons, uh, they'll find out reasons to complain more than they will to play it to enjoy it or to do other things to invent on the game, like, I, I personally have found my attention span towards games have just Sorry, I blanked off there for a minute. Oh no, that was know. no that was that was my joke about attention span. Oh god. Okay, whatever. Rough. Um for when I was younger, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, I could play it for hours and hours and hours. You'd just skate around, you'd have to crack. Now I feel story modes are getting shorter. If you're not playing an online game yeah, like Call of Duty. bullshit. If you don't play game. Call of Duty online from the first day it's released, you're a dead man. If you play three days, if you play three weeks later, you come online, everyone is already prestiged, if that's still a thing, in Call of Duty series. They know all of the spots. They know everything about it. There's no, there is no fun in gaming anymore. Yeah,
1: I agree. All I, I like to play FIFA. Oh,
0: yeah. I haven't even bought the new FIFA yet. That's
1: good. Well, it's very, very I haven't even bought
0: it. the new FIFA I have recently recompleted the Grand Theft Auto story mode again, and there are game like I can't wait for the new Hitman game. For example, I will get that. I love I love all the Hitman games, I'm and I can't wait to play as CM Punk
1: in the new UFC ES Sports well, 2 There you go. Eric. What about our okay? Our next topic: Conor McGregor on the coin this week. Right, what people are
0: those? people are losing their head over nothing here. Yeah. Okay, there was an online petition that was signed that meant it had to be discussed in the Arctus. And by disgust, I mean it had to be brought up. Said this isn't happening. Thanks very much. It was a bit mad though, wasn't it? The outrage that it caused. I see people yeah. giving off. Oh, on any article that was posted about it, there was outrage underneath it, and it was it was split about people who hate McGregor that think he shouldn't be on the coin. People who said, "Lads, we should be supporting our local hero, local sports stars." And then people who were blaming the government, the government's fault, for talking and trying to bring stuff like this in when, I don't know, there's potholes in roads and the country's gone to shite and the Troika and the IMF and ISIS are in Dublinshire, all of that stuff, and we're putting <laughs> Conor McGregor on a euro coin. And it was just so funny to watch the shitstorm unfold. I was like, literally, this was a shut... like. The amount of effort they would have... To, that coin couldn't be accepted anywhere else in, euro, in Europe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they, would have had to, they would have had to do... And even then, it, there's a chance it couldn't have been accepted in Ireland. Do you know what I mean? The Central Bank of Europe would have had to approve that to make it some sort of... Uh, like, you can make commemorative coins that can't yeah. be used, but he'll, he'll never be put on a, on a euro coin. Fair enough for him to get behind it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. he, he promoted it well and he pushed it well. But... I I don't I think it's nuts What did you think Fuck you
1: Fuck you Deputy Stag That was
0: class Alright I I knew I meant to say that That was the per. Like That That shows how serious Connor was about it Do you know what I mean Because he realised Something like that Probably couldn't happen So he found out about it That morning Oh yeah
1: I I had never even heard Of that petition How did it get 100,000 signatures no, but isn't it amazing? Like how far MMA has actually come. Like I, I'm the sure that other it was people have done stuff was like, that. like It yeah. never got into the you know, it never got into the, the national psyche or anything. Like it's amazing how big MMA has become in, in, in Ireland and lads like David Sam Martin calling us out saying, "Oh, nobody likes MMA in in uh, Ireland now." Just have a look at that. and... You'll see the truth
0: Oh Sean Sheehan With a
1: stinging body shot there Against Boom. his nemesis on Twitter Ah he's nice He's a nice guy He's your best friend sure Your BJJ buddy Yeah That's it My
0: uh, One of my friends once said to me That I was oh, Did I say that to you Brainwashed By them goons at Jiu Jitsu
1: Yeah I yeah. said that to you as well I, I said think, what? Have you Yeah, yeah I'm, I, I think agree you said with po- you anyway. <laughs> Shut up
0: I'm actually going yeah. I This podcast nearly didn't happen Sean Because I'm going oh, yeah, away going tomorrow away? Yeah Going away gonna, to uh, to Portugal for the European Championships. When are you come back, uh, I'll be home on Sunday. Are you going to win? I think so, to be honest. Oh God. And That's like that's not something that I'd be comfortable with saying out there. But if you'll allow me to take two minutes of your time, oh, go on. Just because I'd like. <laughs> shut your mouth. I uh, <laughs> I can mute you here. I can take these two minutes whether I want to or not. People won't hear your snoring on the uh, final edited version because I'm going to just completely (laughs) eradicate it. Um, So, the way I look at it is MMA fighters may have 20 to 35 fights in their life. Okay? Go from amateur to pro, full career. I will do 35 tournaments in the next two years. Do you know what I mean? There's such a massive pressure, I think, on mixed martial arts people that translated into jiu-jitsu a little bit, about having to win every tournament, have to win this tournament. You need to go and win this tournament. You have six months to improve between your next fight. You need to win this fight. Someone is causing grievous bodily harm to you in a fight. In jiu-jitsu, you're struggle cuddling with someone and trying to get them in a bow and arrow choke when you take their back. As No matter what happens to me this week in Portugal, it's not going to stop me from coming home two weeks later and winning the Northern Irish Open. You know, and submitting everyone in that division. Your home open. Your what? Your home open. My home. Uh, no, a- no, whoa, 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 whoa.
1: Yeah.
0: I am. Uh, not that I care. I am from the Republic, Sean. <laughs> no, you're from just, just, so we're, just so we're clear on that. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Aye. Uh, I can do a bit of a Northern accent, but.
1: Actually, you're from Northern Ireland? You have a Northern accent. I'm from the, the north of, of Ireland. I don't live in Northern Ireland. Yeah, from I'm from Northern the northeast
0: Ireland. of Ireland. Nah. <laughs> nah. I think that uh, the sport of jiu-jitsu is just... It allows you... <clears throat> who knows what's going to happen? Do you know? I'm going to go out there and I feel as long as I perform and compete the way that I have in the past and know that I can, then I'm very confident. Do you know what I mean? And what, whether that is only taking a couple of scalps and then losing to a ridiculous guy, a phenom from Europe, I'm okay with that. If it means... If you look at it this way, you either win the tournament or you got a lucky draw. Okay? What's the point in getting to the semi-finals and losing to the guy who wins it when you could have been drawn against him in the first round anyway? Do you know what I mean? That's what that's what I mean about jujitsu. Why people put too much emphasis on fights because it's not just matched up in a fight against someone else. It's a tournament. Luck of the draw is massive in jujitsu. You have absolutely no idea. It's random. You're drawn against someone. You could get the best guy. You could get the worst guy. Just depends on how you show up on the day. Ah
1: yeah, it's best luck anyway. <laughs> so
0: you just turned your volume down there for the last 3 so minutes just, I'd say. Don't give me shit. No, all right. Well uh, then. But sure, fuck it
1: There's a bit a crack anyway.
0: No, like fine. We'll finish the podcast now. We've <laughs> fa- we're, we've officially fallen out. There won't be a year episode. Congratulations right. us next week cuz we're done. After that. <sighs> for, you
1: don't, don't understand remember. me. I just look, I understand you. You're too, not my real point.
0: dad. I'm not calling you dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Questions, Kwan. Let's do. It. Uh, well, very quickly. BJ Penn. I. I don't want him to come back. Do you care? Do you? No, I do. You do one. You. I you don't care. I
0: don't see it. PJ Penn. I don't see the. <laughs> I don't see the issue with it. Do you know what I mean? As long as he's at a decent camp. I. And do you know what? All I'm thinking of is that the reason I want to see him back is because he threw Mike Dolce under the bus in his last weight cut for the Frankie Edgar fight. So I want to see him at least try it properly at a different
1: gym. Against someone means, who's not Nick top. Lins is going to beat him. No, he won't. BJ
0: will yeah, beat will. Nick Lentz. He'll <laughs> get mashed against someone decent then afterwards who will beat him. That's the issue.
1: Well, He's going to get beat by Nick Lentz. Like, BJ, look, you're finished. That Frankie Agrafoy was enough. Please, please don't come back. That was enough. I, I don't want to see BJ again. Oh, it's sad. Poor it's sad. Sean. Go on, questions, um, let's
0: do it. Okay, we got a message just there into the uh, questions. He couldn't tweet it. From Conso. When is the BT deal with the UFC up? Last night, lots of us wake up. Event recording left way short. Uh, Not resubscribing. €220 if Sky is taking over soon. Tough was the same every second week as well. What do you make of that? What happened? I I didn't watch it on... uh, It was on Fight Pass, so I was able to
1: watch it there. But what happened with BT last night? It didn't... He recorded only four rounds at the main event. Didn't get the fifth round. (laughs) Excellent. I, I think it was actually a Fox Sports thing I think they overran which was ridiculous because they showed about minutes four of fighting promos for, every, for a few fights yeah. and stuff. it was awful but yeah look these things happen you always have to record the, the next programme as well just to be safe just to be safe the next well, two programmes even tell
0: me about uh, what like someone else uh, Darren Das with BT Sport and Advertising UFC 197 is there a chance that they will retain the TV rights
1: 197 ah uh. I, I think they have it that long anyway Don't they I think they have it like late I thought it September. was January
0: But then you said It's no. August, September
1: I think so yeah I think someone's I'm not 100% sure But I think Someone did say It was September Or August Or something like that Not well then, 100% But we will, uh, we, could find, we could find out
0: We'll delve into the questions A little bit further here now Gordy <laughs> Soccer UK If Connor beats De Then is it Any way serious To consider Him moving up And facing Ruthless Robbie Lawler <sighs>
1: No I don't think so because I think uh, But Connor's looking a, huge uh, in the picture he posted the other day He could I think he could fight welterweight, I, honest, I a welterweight But not against a big welterweight yeah. like Robbie Lawler I don't think it, I don't think there'd be any point like I, you know stay a lightweight there's plenty of fights a of lightweight and, and featherweight there's no need to move up
0: Legacy um, Friend of the podcast Gavin Springett Seeing Ronda Rousey has signed on for yet another film Will we see her fight in 2016 or ever again?
1: I don't think we'll ever see our fight again, and if we do, it'll only be once, once more. I think
0: she said something at an airport. There was a video going around the most reputable source in the world, TMZ. Someone mm-hmm. running up to you with a GoPro strapped to them. Do do you know Connor, M- total something. No shit. It's
1: the money's on. Ah, right. how does because clickbait equals money? Is it? I think it's because it's like they're from Hollywood and it's nicknamed The Money Zone or something. I don't know. Not sure. Silly. Um, Rhonda Rousey said she is planning on coming back just so it won't be
0: at UFC 200 and she wants to take more time.
1: Yeah. i take that with a pinch of salt to be honest. Oh. She's, she's doing more films. She just signed on for Do Not In Bitches, a new film coming out. Which is
0: pretty much a film named around something she has said. Yeah. So, so. she's still a big star. Co cool, Going to be presenting Saturday Night Live yeah. later on this month in the States. Yeah. I give
1: her a, I give her a good, I give her seventy percent chance of not
0: coming back. There you go. There we go. You've heard it here first, an exclusive from Sean Sheehan that Ronda Rousey will not be coming back to Mixed Martial yeah, 100%, Arts. Yeah, there
1: you
0: go. Confirmed. Um, we spoke about it a little bit, but one, Mister Podge, on a scale of one to ten, how surprised were you that Yoel Romero failed a drug test? One being not at all, and ten being not at all.
1: Um. Oh. oh yeah.
0: Okay. Five songs in, <laughs> in the middle, yeah. Fair, yeah. good answer. Good answer. Uh, what do you think is the bigger fight? Um, this is Daniel Bradley. I'm gonna just go through some of his as he Hashtag sent us an avalanche Hashtag contributor to the podcast at yeah. this stage. Uh, <laughs> Cruz favor three for the title or TJ favor. We did speak it earlier on. I'm siding with you now that I've digested Cruz in favor three. You might as well do it and let your eye favor retire. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah I agree Is this the fight now to make Pettis is on a two fight skid And Aldo's no longer the champion Would you like to see that fight at 145 now Or has it lost In my This is me putting it on Do you think it's lost a little bit of its Glamour From when there was talk of Anthony Going down to fight him when he was champ
1: I think at 155 I'd watch it now at 145 I don't think Pettis should go down But I want to see Pettis against Barboza That's the fight
0: Spinning that's, heel kicks for laughs uh, for uh, laughs. Yeah, that's
1: that's the fight there. That's the fight to make.
0: Um Graham Vard, friend of the podcast, an Irish abroad. Uh we've heard a lot recently about Connor's new lightning speed and karate style agility. Um can we expect the same from a one fifty five Connor? Yes. Yeah, and we will even. see it better. Yeah. A better way. Um and then Daniel Bradley's last one. What's more likely? Sean Sheehan getting onto the MMA beat or Andrew doing a whole podcast episode without saying the word Mm. Gen- I think well I've just done it <laughs> I Well I still have a couple of minutes uh, You probably said it at some point like Yeah that. without realising yeah. yeah. uh, Ro Kala. Well lads Hello Ro That's Ro2411 If TJ had stayed at Team Alpha Male Prior to the cruise fight Would his performance have been any better or worse Worse uh,
1: Cody's gone
0: Wait for sure. his camp
1: he had the lads from Team Alpha Men I knew with him he had Joseph Bidding he had Lance Palmer he had Danny Castillo or
0: look at it a different way as you said earlier on could those guys fight next week and it would be a completely different fight even still under Dwayne Ludwig I think the answer to that is yes mm-hmm. I yeah. think TJ Dillashaw not showing up was as much to the equation as we said earlier on of Dominic Cruz winning the fight
1: yeah I don't you know I think he actually fought pretty well I think having Dwayne as we said earlier as well having Dwayne Ludwig in his corner kind of helped him um I don't know. I think it, it speaks a lot that nobody really made an issue of it after the fight. I think it doesn't didn't doesn't make any difference really. Look. These things happen in MMA.
0: Um Fergus mcdee, I don't know what signs he's reading, but he says all signs point to Cruz versus Johnson, Delashaw Favour at UFC two hundred.
1: No. I UFC two hundred, no. No, no, uh, I don't not think be up Cruz game. or
0: Johnson Will be anywhere near UFC 200 And I don't think no. Cruz is going to fight Demetrius Johnson
1: I don't either but they were talking about it alright But I don't, it? Think, I don't think that's going to happen I'd rather yeah.
0: see as we said before Cruz versus Favour just to get it out of the way Sometime over the next year And then we'll, uh, we'll see how the division lies, Looks afterwards Indeed um, Captain Willard the Chiefs boat Will Mighty Mice UFC challenge Cruz Will he move up who wins the match
1: I mean, it could happen eventually, but not, not, not next.
0: There we go. Um, Ian Thornton, who do you think the UFC will match Alvarez against the winner? Or do you think uh, they'll match him against the winner of
1: Dostanios and Connor? Not a fucking hope in hell. <laughs> not a one hope. Hell no will way. freeze over. No way. They'll give him Habib Nurmagomedov and he'll lose. And that'll be the end of Eddie Alvarez. There you go. You are not a fan. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah, Eddie Alvarez is so beaten. What has like, he done he to he you? Lapsed. Has he blocked you on Twitter yeah. or something like no, that? He hasn't. Here, he wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry, sorry, folks. Better, so was
0: crap. Sorry, our but. DMs are the strictest conference, but we got a DM asking. <laughs> the guy thought it was me, and he's like, "Can you get Sean to unblock me? He blocked me for nothing." <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've done it. <sighs>
1: And yeah, I didn't, I fuck. <laughs> he's, a, he's a prick, that fella. <laughs> no, I'm not unblocking him. Fuck you.
0: Well, if you want to raise this issue with Sean Sheen, you can do
1: it on 087. Uh, no, I don't even know the rest Got of my, your number. my top. number. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Sorry, my phone's upstairs. You actually have one, good. if you're in the DMs there, someone sent us a message last week um, asking us... Oh, that I'll dude? go into it
0: now in a second while you're answering this question. Yeah. Will the UFC re-sign a deal with Reebok, or will they go back to the old way? That's for C Ziggy's. Now it is six or seven years away. Maybe the UFC won't even be a thing then. But what do you think they should do from here on out?
1: It's not that long, is it? I don't think.
0: It's... I thought it was a six-year deal.
1: Uh, was it a five-year deal? I'm not. I'm not sure. I think they'll try to get someone better and bigger. To be honest. But will anyone better and bigger want them after the shitstorm that Reebok have gone through? Maybe if the Reebok deal gets a bit bigger, the Re- this Reebok deal is going to change as well. You're going to turn it into change.
0: the Adidas deal. Yeah. Since you're owned by the same people.
1: Yeah, maybe. You goofed. Probably they'll probably try to get Nike in under armour again, and they'll probably get turned down. But
0: yeah, because yeah. like that's what people like. As far as the UFC being huge and stuff like that, Nike weren't interested. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Do you do you not think that they floated the idea? Of a company uniform to Nike, Under Armour, or other apparel companies.
1: Yeah, They I did. Think so. Like Under Armour were favourites to get it at one stage, but then I think they changed their minds.
0: Um, I know what you're looking for. Stephen Tapley has a question for this week: Who has more blue and white tick verified followers on Twitter, Andrew yeah. or Sean? And he I, sent I, a message today with a friendly reminder.
1: I'm not sure. What do you, I said. I think I say, it'll be you.
0: Um, maybe. To be honest, I don't really. I, is there a way you can check how many f- verified followers you have? I don't think so I did pass you're, I got a notification That I passed Four and a half thousand The other day Oh yeah So see. I was happy with that You have uh, Four thousand eight hundred Passed that yeah. yeah Not that you knew it Off the top of your head Or anything like that I'm, I'm just looking at it Right yeah, here Yeah sure I mean. you are.
1: Well I think you're You have more people That you actually know And you know From the MMA scene And stuff And I think I have more people Our from okay, That are fans Okay so stuff. that's
0: what you're saying You've got more fans Than me now Sean Put yeah, it I out do. there
1: Yeah okay fine Hashtag Shein Nation Wow cool I was thinking about Changing it to She Fans. Instead of she and she. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh. Your t shirt is going to sell out. I tell you. Have is, I said yeah. too much? N- it's no,
1: coming. You haven't. it's coming. It's coming. It's yeah, coming. We you promise you all. Yeah. Oh, while we're here, actually, as well. <clears throat> Go on, plug. I'll get the next question. Subscribe, please. If you're on iTunes, actually, SoundCloud. I, I went down to SoundCloud there. There's loads of people on SoundCloud. Shout out to those people leaving comments and stuff. Talk, yes. Having a discussion I always there. see them, yeah. Fair play to him. Um, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on everywhere. Uh, and if you could, leave a rating on iTunes and leave a small comment, like 10, 15 words, and it really help us. Because when you give a better rating and when you leave more comments, you go further up the, the, the iTunes, more people can see like it not, and more people can listen. Not so that, like. Do that. Thank you. I'm
0: I already have a lot of my plate making fake YouTube and Reddit accounts to put nice comments about me on the internet, so I would do it otherwise. Yeah. But like help us out, you know? Yeah. Uh, Leo Duggan, by the way, I don't actually make fake Reddit or YouTube <laughs> accounts just <laughs> no, so we're, just course. so we're clear on that. Um where would you like to see uh Pettis go next? Leo Duggan. Likes, Oh yeah you've already said that Sorry uh, Barry J Gilly Is TJ Dillashaw The most hateful fighter In the UFC No class post fight What fighter do you least Like and why Jeez. I think uh, TJ Dillashaw And Travis Brown Are in this, a similar boat at the minute Dillashaw Didn't act gracefully I'll give him that In the cage He did seem Visibly pissed And seemed a little bit edgy in some of his responses like even at the press conference which would have been quite a while after the fight he was still like there's a funny gif of him talking and Cruz's reaction to the stuff that he was saying like so um i don't know what do you make of that is he
1: yeah i think he was was a you know he didn't take it great but i i don't like i don't blame a guy for that to be honest like he he was it was a tough loss and you know it's not that easy to take i like i don't particularly hate any fighter in the UFC do you I wouldn't be I wouldn't be Tim Kennedy's biggest fan but I recently he's, he, he's been a bit uh, off the walls he's been a bit of crack but Yeah, only because ISIS are after him <laughs> yeah allegedly that, 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 that ISIS thing was funny like, that's why I kind of uh, I like kind of warmed to him a little bit and but then yeah. final
0: question oh. it was the last question we got friend of the podcast Oh, like, extraordinary! Uh, what what's better than friend of the podcast? Best, Best friend, friend of the podcast? Friend. Will Martin mm-hmm. MMA with Luke Rockhold coming to London in February. If Silva beats Bisbing, do you think they make Rockhold silver for the middleweight strap? Oh, Jesus, they could. Uh, why not? Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can sell an Anderson like if he smokes Michael Bisbing, you can sell it. Okay, beats Diaz, beats Bisbing, broke his leg. Do you know that sort of thing? And yeah. like, There's still questions out there. People still would want to see it. Me personally, I don't. I think Luke Rockhold would like, do horrible things to Anderson Silva if they fought.
1: As long as they don't make the Chris Weidman rematch yet, I'm okay. Exactly. And do you know what? Yeah. The one thing that I have to
0: point out on that is Anderson has never looked for the Weidman rematch. He knows himself. Do you know that yeah. sort of way? He the, but manner, I said the,
1: the Rockhold-Weidman rematch.
0: Oh, as long as he doesn't... As long as they don't do that. I thought you meant as long as... Anderson doesn't ask for the... Well, bottom,
1: match. I, I I don't want to see Rockhold-Weidman again yet. I want to see Weidman take a lot of time out, then fight someone else, and then maybe get a title shot. I want to yet. see Rockhold fight Jacare next. I wouldn't... Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I think he, I think he should probably fight Vitor, to be honest. And I'd, I hate saying that because... Well, that's Vitor's what G-
0: Vitor is doing, though. Vitor yeah. sat out... Vitor uh, was offered Anderson Silva... Turned it down because he wanted to see how the uh, Rockhold and Weidman fight would play it. Maybe anticipating the call out.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing Rockhold putting all uh putting all old fashioned American beat down on Vitor Belfort.
0: Said the Irishman. <laughs> exactly. Um I think that's probably the right thing to do. So that's it for questions. Any questions throughout yeah. the week, please send them to us at severe MMA Pod or use the hashtag severe pod and we can find it that way on Twitter. Um, as Sean, Shedd, as, uh, Sean what, Shed... as <laughs> Sean Shed? Sean Shed was red, red feather, yellow leather.
1: Exactly. What's Fair the enough. other
0: tongue twisters? I don't really know anymore. I used to have to do them in college all the time, and I can't remember them at all. Um, as Sean said, if you could please subscribe to us, I know a lot of people like uh, a lot of people listen, but they just listen and leave it at that. And the only reason we're asking is because we get noticed a lot more. More new people will be brought in once people leave ratings and have subscribed and leave reviews and stuff like that. Like um, We're planning on winning some sort of award this year relating to podcasting. I haven't told Sean that yet. Sean, just so you know, we're planning on winning some sort of award this year nice. related to podcasting.
1: The goal you set for us has, for like July has already
0: been met. So there yeah, you go. So for like those that know I'm a little bit of a loser... I was about to say something else. Sean would have given off to me for saying it. Um, <laughs> that likes to write down goals and objectives and stuff like that for what I want to do. I wanted the podcast to get to around 2,000 listeners a week before UFC 200. We've already surpassed that. So we are uh, we are getting along fairly well. And as always, I feel like we always finish the podcast begging people to help us out, Sean. But or I think oh. it, I think it's the right right way to do here. I think at least we're being bluntly honest and we're not like... Making a group message and sending it to people we know, listen, and being like, "How hey, will you vote for us?" So we can win an award, yeah. Thank Cheers, God. thanks. Yeah. Cheers, thank you. And Almighty. just like, "Well, man, how's things? Any chance you could like just make a generic, <laughs> a
1: semi-generic message?" Well, man slash <laughs>
0: well lad. Any chance you could give us a, a vote here? Just click the link and vote for me, yeah. Thanks, bud. How are you anyway?
1: <laughs> <Is> <laughs> you-
0: or the kids. You, <laughs> you send that to a 17-year-old.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> I've kids. She oh never told my God. me. That bitch.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so anyway, that's, uh, <laughs> that's it. You know, we're just... Uh, yeah. We're grown. We're baby-stepping. We're on we're a week away from the year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, this podcast was only meant to be an hour long and still we've somehow ended up at an hour and 30. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Sean Sheehan has graciously agreed to... Uh, reschedule the podcast for today. It will be released on Tuesday. I will be in Portugal while you're all listening to this. So, uh, thanks very much.
1: Uh,
0: anything else, Sean? Before we go, what's oh, the no crack? Problem. What are you at tonight? What are you going to go get now? I'm doing
1: another podcast tonight at the half the podcast. You tramp. I know. I'm. I've I'm, so many number one rule of I'm cheating. Like no, nope, kind of number, number one. one. <laughs> 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 you're a lethario of the podcast world. That's what you are. <laughs>
0: exactly. A man whore. Uh-huh. Oh you just love your voice being heard I love and hearing people, your voice People love hearing me the Exactly the she fans, the she fans. She fa- Oh my god I can't wait to get a t-shirt that says she fan on it <laughs> It's like
1: no Hashtag she fan I'd
0: say you've been called she fan before Because no one knows no, Like that guy Sean Sean she fan <laughs> That's what's going to happen oh, It's yeah. going to become such a big thing People will think your last name is she fan
1: did you know? Do you know the way? Like my name is Sheehan, but people in America call Sheehan? me Sheehan, Sean Graham. Sheehan. Graham for the last two years has been calling, has been calling me Sheehan, yeah. taking the piss because for of two that. Two years, <laughs> every time he said, he said it to me name. when
0: he was there. Like send that, uh, send that on to Sheehan, will you? And I was like, what, <laughs> like that? No, his name's Sean, Sean Sheehan. <laughs> I, like even then, I'm saying it wrong. I think. Oh, he's a great
1: man. I know you're set a grand.
0: So, that's it for another week. Sean, as always, thank you very much. If you folks do anything with your week, you know, we like to encourage things here. We like to set about social revolutions and change. If you see joke.ie posting a video with Louis van Gaal's head on something, unfollow it, report the page, comment under it, because these things need to get out of the universe, Sean.
1: Fuck joke.ie.
0: No, is that, <laughs> co- that. <laughs> is that your inspirational?
1: quote?
0: that your inspirational
1: quote for? The- do I have to go? Do I have to do new inspirational quotes now, or have you not got one? I've got one, but I i don't want to do them anymore. I'm kind of getting sick Why? of them. Why? This is the last one, so this is the last. Uh, one..: the no! Quote ever. Next
0: week has to be the last one because it'll be a year.
1: Okay, next one. Cause next
0: week's the last one. Please. I don't know how you haven't found even better ones because I just put, I just put, put, uh, inspirational quotes for teens into Google and it's the best thing that I've ever seen in my life yeah I live in my own world but it's okay because
1: they know me here that's that's terrible okay here's my international quote good things come to those who wait with better things come to those who work for it see you next week